Next on BYU Sports Nation, meet that running back. Who will emerge as the thoroughbred in the stable of BYU football backs? Running back great Curtis Brown will join us to discuss this year's crew and what he thinks Jamal Williams can do with the Packers this season. Plus, feast your eyes and ears on BYU Sports Nation's not top ten. Dang, Skippy, that's happening. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play from Studio B in Provo, Utah, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday July 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a historian of the gem state and proponent for Mrs. Potato Head, Jerem Jordan. Well, I was born in Idaho, outside of Boise. Mountain home. There's an Air Force base there. I know. You are yeah. a product of the gem state. I did move when I was two. Doesn't matter. You were born in Idaho. But I was born in Idaho. Yes, you were. That's right. You are a gem from amidst the dust, Jerem Jordan. Amidst the dust. Okay, then. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> Where would you I have gone I'm to high school had you stayed there? Oh, no clue. No I, idea. No idea. Somebody help Jerem Jordan out. Where would he have gone to high school in I Idaho? I would have gone to high school at, like, eight different places. Zero, like, K through 12. I went to, like, nine schools. Holy cow. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you're so like cultured. six elementary schools. You're a refined product so of the cultured. system, Jerem. I work in sports. Hey, I'm just trying to make light of it, right? You are making light of it. I'm optimistic, <laughs> right? I'm trying to you're, find the good in this. You're optimistic. <laughs> BYU 50 in Idaho. This is not a joke. I just looked up on StubHub. Oh, if there is anything in the state of Idaho that requires tickets today, well, it's July 18th. There's not a lot going on. Hardly. I know. I know, and I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason, because today is BYU 50 in Idaho, mm-hmm. and if there's nothing else going on for BYU fans, this is the premier event in the gem state. It's number one for them, <laughs> regardless of what's going on, regardless of the rodeo tonight. Where is Spuddy Buddy, by the way? You know, is where he he still, you know where he is. Is he still He's relegated? over your shoulder! He's relegated ever- to the shoes still. Well, he's got one leg up. He's just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. Josue Rivera has been housing, or his shoes anyway, have been housing Spuddy Buddy for quite some time now. Unfortunately. <laughs> We're going to kick him off Boise State Week again. We're going to uh, get him out of here. Listen, we've got a lot of BYU Sports Nation followers and fans in the gem state. You know what to do. BYU 50 in Idaho. You want some BYU Sports Nation gear and some really cool stuff? Pay attention to BYU Cougars on social media today. Hey, Jerem. Do it. Hot potato. Give me the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU linebacker Fred Warner on the all-award watch list team. Warner named to the Werfel Award watch list, given to the player who best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. This is the third college football award watch list that Warner has been named to, along with the Butkus and Bednarik. Michael Rucker pitched eight shutout innings last night for the Class A advanced Myrtle Beach Pelicans. He's got his game rolling. Striking out 10, gave up two runs, improving his ERA to 2.13 in a loss. Rucker is also the Carolina League Pitcher of the Week. I'm, I will not be shocked if he moves up to AA in the next month or two. 
12th round pick just a couple of years ago in the Major League Baseball draft. BYU golfer Rhett Rasmussen qualifies for the U.S. Amateur by shooting six under par at Alpine Country Club on Monday. Rhett the Jet joined by Patrick Fishburne, who takes the first alternate spot by shooting five under par. The U.S. Amateur set for Los Angeles at the famous Riviera Country Club between August 14th and 20th. And BYU student Taylor Skippy Bowton competed in the Denver Regional of American Ninja Warrior and was eliminated at the ring toss stage. That's where the rings toss you. But he is starting to train for season 10 of the show with the hopes of making it up to the wall next year. So Taylor Skippy Bowton makes the headlines, baby. If you've never seen American Ninja Warrior and you hear, oh, he was eliminated during the ring toss. (laughs) Skippy's going to join us tomorrow, we're told. Skippy what happened in the us. ring toss, Skippy? <laughs> Words I never thought would be uttered on this program. <laughs> oh, enough of that. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. J-Swag sequel. Who in the world will be the running back for BYU in 2017? Who's the number one guy? Think about it. That steps in to fill the void left by BYU's all-time leading rusher and fourth-round NFL draft pick, Jamal Williams. It's time we roll out the contestants, Jerem, and play. Meet that running back! Here's how it works. Everyone's second favorite game show and a perfect opportunity to introduce to all of you, BYU Sports Nation, five guys, not the burger, Uh That could be the number one ball carrier for BYU in 2017, Ben Bagley. Who do we have behind door number one? Well, Spencer, behind door number one, contrary to his last name, he was born in the U.S. of A. This BYU running back is the most experienced Cougar rusher returning this season. He rushed for 300 yard, 316 yards last season, averaging 4.3 yards a carry. Meet Squally Canada. 5'11", 205 pounds, a junior from Milipitas, California. All name team in college football, right? Washington State transfer. Been in the shadow of Jamal Williams for two years. Now it kind of seems like it's his show if he's ready for the spotlight. Yeah, he's, he's the guy going into 2017. I know there's been conversation about running back by committee, and yes, but your number one guy going into fall camp is Squally Canada. Will he be the number one guy out of fall camp? I believe he will be, but we shall see starting next Thursday. He's the most experienced guy. He's a four-star running back. He started in place of Jamal Williams. He's the incumbent number one running back. Why would it not be Squally Canada is my question. Injury, that's it. That seems like it, right? Uh, Unless someone has a fantastic fall camp, one of our other running backs, which Ah, we will meet in a moment. Yes. In fact, behind door number two, who do we have? Well, Spence, behind door number two, this BYU running back turned in his cheese head for Cougar Blue. He was the 2013 Mr. Football in the state of Utah and rushed for over 2,000 yards and 31 touchdowns his senior year at East High School. Meet Ula Toletau. Over 2,000 yards and 31 touchdowns as a senior in high school. Listen, All they did was run the ball, but still, that's a lot of yards and touchdowns. That is Woo! a lot of cheese, speaking of the transfer from Wisconsin. Cheese. He is a bruiser. 6'1", 255, as you just said, Jerem. Freshman out of Glendale, Utah. 
On third and three, he's the guy that's going to get you 3.1 yards and move the chains. But just a freshman. For me, yeah, the upside is high, but he's young. And so that's why I lean towards Squally Canada. Ula Tolutau has the tools to be a Harvey Unga or Fui Vakapuna, Manase Tonga type guy. More like Chris Fuamatu Malafala. Yeah, right. Utah, who was this right? huge guy, right? Who was more 260, 265 kind of guy. Ula Tolutau knocked out two dudes in the spring game on defense. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Ran right at him. Two guys <laughs> injured in that game. So the over-under on opposing you know, linebackers injured this season is like three and a half from Ula Tolutau. This kid is legit. He, he followed Gary Anderson to Wisconsin before his mission in terms of where he signed. Then he transferred to BYU. He's ready to play. He's going to be a big part of this team. Ula Tolutau, what will his role be, and will he at some point emerge as the number one guy? Uh, Ty Detmer has some weapons to work with, and we're only through two doors. So who do we have behind door number three? Spencer, behind door number three, this Cougar running back is the lone BYU running back to have a 100-yard rushing game under his belt. He's a legacy Cougar and played in six games last season starting against UMass. Meet K.J. Hall. Wow. 5'9", 180 pounds, junior from Spanish Fork, Utah. His little brother, Jaron, got a lot of publicity coming out of high school. But here comes K.J. Hall, a guy who emerged as a north-south guy with quickness last year. And what I mean by north-south is he gets up and down the field in a hurry. Is he ready for a bigger role in 2017? Yeah, you can use him as a change-up guy because he's very quick, kind of stealth that way. UMass had a great game. UMass not a good team, but still, 18 carries, 101 yards in that game for... K.J. Hall, could he have a bigger role? I'm, I'm interested to see how BYU uses him, and can he be effective against the big boys of LSU, uh, Utah, and Wisconsin? That's the question I have. Yeah. And I believe he's a walk-on, too. Legacy player, as Ben just mentioned, son of former BYU running back Kalen Hall, ready to show BYU Sports Nation and his opponents that he is indeed ready for that bigger role. But I look at him as a guy that could rack up some all-purpose yards. He's got great hands. He's an option to swing the ball out of the backfield in a hurry, and he can get lost behind a massive offensive line. He's got a unique skill set. But is it enough to be the guy? Uh, well, I don't see him as the guy, but I think that he'll be used in a myriad of ways effectively. Now, it's interesting. We have some tweets coming Five, in. 59180 as the guy against this schedule doesn't mix to me, but I think he can be put in effective situations. Yeah, we have some tweets coming in that believe that in a way, at least in some statistical categories, he could be the guy. Behind door number four, Ben. Door number four, Spencer. This BYU running back averaged 24 yards per carry in a 2015 game versus Cincinnati. He's coming off a redshirt year and is the pride of Box Elder High School. Meet Riley Burt. Six foot one, 205 pounds, representing Mantaway, Utah. Riley Burt, 24 yards a Manaway, carry. Pretty right? good against Cincinnati. Yeah, Manaway. Manaway. As opposed to Mantua, which is what it totally looks like. <laughs> the weirdest city name outside of Tooele in Utah. Hey, shout out to our <laughs> friends in Manaway, in between Brigham City and Logan, Utah. Riley Burt, you saw his Watch explosion. Watch out for that cop down the hill. You saw his explosion in that game against Cincinnati in 2015. Unfortunately, he hurt himself at the end of that run. Ended up redshirting last year for me. We saw him hopping off there. <laughs> he's oh, one of the guys... Ah! that I expect at some point in his BYU career 
to make an immediate impact. I mean, he runs hard. It won't be hard. immediate if it's at some point, right? Got those high knees. Well, meaning, like, if he comes into the game, yeah. I expect him to make a difference. And he right did away. against East Carolina. He had that huge run, right? It was like Cincinnati. A, or Cincinnati, yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think he could have a bigger role than people think right now. I think Riley Burt could be uh, – so, so you look at a guy who he can come in, you're not sure whether you're passing or running. Like, when, when K.J. Hall comes in, he's not coming in a block probably. He's probably coming in to try and get the ball, okay? It's a little more predictable there. Riley Burt and Squally Canada are the guys that you hope can block effectively and run effectively. Ula Tolotel, you hope can block well, get you short yards, that kind of deal. Riley Bird's sneaky. I, I like Riley Bird a lot. I like what we saw in limited action. He could be a big-time player the next couple of years for BYU. And last but not least, door number five. Definitely not least, Spencer. This running back is another legacy Cougar and also coming off a redshirt season. This BYU running back is a receiving threat out of the backfield with more receptions and receiving yards in his career than rushes and rushing yards. Meet Trey Dye. Ah, yes. The curious case of Trey Dye. 5'9", 182 pounds, hailing from Abilene, Texas. BYU Son of James. has experimented with him in a few different positions. Right now, he's one of the running backs. What do you expect from Trey Dye, a guy who has some explosive skills, but like K.J. Hall, is smaller? Yeah, I don't. I don't see room for two of those guys in terms of a bunch of usage. I you you use one of them a lot, maybe both. Like unless there's an injury, you're not using the other guy. To have two guys of five nine one eighty and committee of running backs that never actually works. Like it, it doesn't really actually work. You you whittle it down to the guys you need in certain situations because you can't. You, you don't want to become predictable. We talked to Ty Detmer on media day about that. I said you want you, you say committee, but you don't want to be predictable, right? And he said, yeah, we'll mix it up and variations on different formations, whatever. And that's the nice thing about a committee per se, but like a quarterback, if you have – you need like a guy. You're like, this is, our, this is our guy. It's not predictable when he comes in. We can give him the rock. We know what we're going to get. There are some other names you should be aware of in this running back conversation, notably Braden L. Bakri, who interestingly enough scored the first touchdown of the 2016 football season against Arizona – he will be yeah. the fullback as a junior. Some other guys, Kavika Fanua, another junior running Bird back linebacker. and moved over from the linebacker position. Creed Richardson could see some time backing up Braden Albacri as a fullback as well. Again, all three of those guys are juniors. Eight different names we have just thrown out there. To me, Jerem, it seems like it's Squally Canada's show right now with Ula Tolutau as the ground-and-pound guy behind him. If you need some tough yards, give it to the bruiser to get you first down on third and two or third and three. Riley Burt come in, comes in for Canada at times. You mix K.J. Hall in there. We'll see where you mix trade Dye in there. And then Brittany Albacru was actually good out of the backfield a little bit, even as a fullback last year. He had uh, a good run of rece- receptions late in the year. You know who to watch for now that fall camp is just over a week away, and that brings us to today's Twitter question. Who will lead the BYU Cougars in rushing in 2017? Why? Use the hashtag BYUSN at our Greenhaw. Squally Canada, he has already proven that he can run the ball. He's our most experienced back. He has the swag and skill of Jamal Williams. Oh, high compliments from uh, at our Greenhaw. I think Squally's good. Right now, on par with Jamal Williams, not quite, but he could get to the point where he's quite effective. And, and I thought he had a good game in his one start. 
against Boise State, 88 yards on 21 carries. He did a good job. It's interesting that the first we didn't use the word experience because as a stable of running backs, our stat of the day may open your eyes and not in a good way. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU returns 18.4% of the rushing yards from last year. Mostly Squally Canada and then KJ Home. Again, a lot not, of yards gone. Not from Jamal meaning Williams. to sound the alarm, but essentially that's what we're doing here, no, right? No, sound it. We and we've been saying it all. Why not? All summer we've been saying, "Hey, unproven group for the most part." That's the same with the receivers, and we'll get to that in the coming days as we continue to preview each position. Yesterday, quarterbacks. Today, running backs. Before fall camp, I like the talent in this group, but it is very young. There's not been a lot of runs. Squally Canada limited action, but when he was in Michigan State, Toledo. Boise State, where he was primarily used in important situations. I thought, he, I thought he did a really nice job. Who will lead the BYU Cougars in rushing yards in 2017 and why? At Pask underscore Pask BYU says, while Squally Canada is probably number one on the depth chart, I think K.J. Hall will bust out in fall camp yeah. and turn some heads. He's already turned his coach's heads, which yeah, is I, why he's even in this conversation. UMass is one thing. LSU, Wisconsin, Utah, Brias 5, that's another. We'll tell you our answers coming up. Coming up, we'll go between the lines with Lauren Frankham and visit our not top 10 moments in the last year. But first, one of the all-time BYU running back greats discusses this year's crew. Curtis Brown joins the show next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. A warm welcome back to all of you joining us. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Pushing 20,000 strong there. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Next Wednesday, July 26th, so eight days from now, it's our fall camp preview show right here on BYU Sports Nation. We will get you ready for everything you need to know as fall camp starts the, the next day, next Thursday. So next Wednesday, regular time, noon Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, our fall camp preview show. And up until then, we are previewing every position group so that you are ready to rock. You can dominate the water cooler chat about BYU football as we get ready for fall camp 2017. We discussed quarterbacks yesterday and centered on who's the guy behind Tanner Mangum. Today we are talking about who's the number one running back, and our Twitter question today is... Literally behind Tanner. Who will lead the BYU Cougars in rushing in 2017 and why? At Kiwi Jackman says, Oh, Canada, a rushing back is back. When a ball is yours, our quarterback can't be sacked. We watch the TDs you score. Oh, Canada, we love you evermore. So a play on the Canadian National Anthem. Yeah, and this is continuing the idea of, like, lyrics into the tweets. From yesterday, remember Vanilla Ice? Yeah, I probably should have (laughs) sung that, but I didn't want to. (laughs) Oh, Canada, rushing back. No, no. Sounds like you want to. No, I don't want to do it. Our next guest is one of three players in BYU history, long storied history, to rush for 3,000-plus yards. Curtis Brown. Back on the show on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Curtis, nice to have you with us. Great to be with you guys. We learned something interesting about you just a few minutes ago from one of our BYU radio brethren, Matt Townsend. He said, Curtis Brown, stud, awesome guy, and he has triplets. Curtis, how do you manage 
triplets that are now, I believe, four years old, right? Yes, four years old. What in the world is that like, chasing three four-year-olds around in your house? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite an eye-opening experience, <laughs> but uh, it teaches you a lot of uh, patience and uh, got to be consistent. And, no, I, I feel like sometimes my, my younger one, uh, we have one that's going to be three on Saturday, uh, I feel like sometimes he gives the three that run for their money. Mm. Um, but, uh, no, you know, eventually they'll get to a point where they actually uh, fear me because right now I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> they, they're, they're fearless. And so one day, the, one day I'll actually follow through on all my, my threats. But yeah. for right now it's just words. Are any of them so, displaying no, the, uh, the elusiveness that you had as a BYU running back? You know what? It, they're they're displaying some of the trash talk that I had at BYU. So I, <laughs> I uh, there, there's times where they they know how to talk back to me, and and at least I know they have a little bit of a confidence and attitude, which is good. You have to have a little bite to you. So yeah, a little juice never hurt anybody. Where, where are you at now? What are you up to post BYU? Yeah, so uh, living out here in uh, Clovis, California, uh, family, and we moved out here about what is it? Yeah, it's about four and a half years ago, um, and uh, just been living the dream out here in Central Valley, California, ever since. But uh, just doing uh, medical sales, been doing that for the last ten years, and just continuing to go strong with that. Fantastic, Curtis Brown with this on BYU Sports Nation. When you, as a former player, now about a decade removed from your glory days in Provo, look at this year's 2017 football schedule featuring the likes of LSU, Wisconsin, Utah, Mississippi State, Boise State, what do you think about that rundown? Um, it's, uh, you know, I was actually just talking with somebody about this the other day, is, you know, LSU, to, to be able to play in that stadium would have been amazing. Um, you know, some of these ACC, um, SEC schools, the opportunity to play uh, against those type of programs is is one that, you know, you can only hope and dream for. But I think uh, at the time, my eyes were just excited about being able to play against, you know, USC, get to play against Notre Dame, having an opportunity to play against Boise State. Um, you know, and while you look at some of these programs now, you're like, wow, that's awesome. I think at the time when I was in college, uh, we had an opportunity to play some pretty good teams as well, and um, I'm just happy for them. I mean, at the end of the day, these schedules are created, what, sometimes seven, ten years in advance, and so you have no idea what the teams are going to look like, and you just hope that when you get a chance to, to play against these teams that your team's at its best and, and you know your opponent's at their best so that you guys can give uh, – so each team can give the fans a, a great showing and, and demonstrate that both programs are, are quality programs. Curtis, what do you think of what Kalani Satake is doing with BYU football now here in year two? Um, I think it's great. I think at the end of the day, um, whether you're a Utah fan or you're a, you're a BYU fan, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a culture. Um, and what I've noticed is that when it comes to BYU fans, players, everybody, they, they, want, to, they want to be around the program. They want to, they, you know, former players, they want to be around the program. They want to be they're truly invested and they're they're wanting to be a part of it and feel like it's it's family and I think that's what Kalani is really focused on is ensuring that those that have come before us truly feel welcome, 
truly feel involved, truly feel incorporated into what's going on and moving forward. And so that's what's exciting to me is to see guys that I never saw um, come back and stay on the sidelines um, during my playing days or even after my playing days, finally, finally show up to games, be a part of the action. Um, that's, that's what you, you live for is, is being able to play for those that have come before you. Curtis, you had an opportunity to be one of the guys that stepped up after Luke Staley. BYU is in a similar situation now. Jamal Williams drafted by the Green Bay Packers in the fourth round, all-time leading rusher, a title that you also held for a little while. But the running backs, undoubtedly a question mark on this BYU team. We know a little bit about Squally Canada and some of the other guys. What do you think about this group of, right now, unproven running backs? You know, I, I... The thing I'm excited for is just the diversity, um, you know, and being able to see what different dynamics and, and things can come of the offense because of the individual styles of each running back. Had a chance to just watch a little bit of film on each of the running backs, um, and they're all very different, all very unique, and they bring a different aspect to the offense that you can't really, you can't really plan for. Um, it, it's just too much. And so I think it's actually going to be, be fun for a little bit just to see the different running backs, you know, see who steps up. But at the end of the day, it's all about leadership. It's, it's that player that steps up. I mean, I don't care who the lead running back is as long as that lead running back has confidence in themselves. They run with confidence, and, and they, they demand the ball, and, and they want to make plays. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because some of these guys do have experience, and, and, but none of them have really been able to have a, a true number one role. And with it being open, they got to go into fall camp thinking. Everyone has to think that they're the starting running back. Um, and as a, as a coach, offensive coordinator, running backs coach with Reno, um, he knows who his, strength, his, his strengths and weaknesses are for each player. Um, and being able to manage that and keep everybody focused and keep everybody giving their all. Curtis, our Twitter question today, who will lead the BYU Cougars in rushing in 2017 and why? The almost, well, it's not almost if it's, I was going to say the consensus answer, but some people think other things. Squally Canada is kind of the number one answer for a lot of people. He's the incumbent guy that backed up Jamal, started a couple games, was effective when he got in there. Is your pick Squally Canada? Uh, Because I believe that uh, a lot of people feel that way. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to say right now, um, especially after watching. And I believe his name's Ula Tolu mm-hmm. Uh Not sure um, how how spring went for him or, or whatnot. And but just watching his high school film, I mean, that dude's a beast. Especially knowing you know he's, he's had time to serve a mission, mature a little bit mentally um, coming in. I know the roster says six one two fifty five. I really don't care because after watching him just in his high school film, uh, I think he's going to have a chance to contend. Um, you know, ultimately, what it's going to come down to is is who can be consistent and who who's just going to run hard and break tackles. And I think it, most importantly, as you look at the schedule, um, got to have a lot of downhill runners. Got to have guys that are going to be able to to make the first guy miss and put a shoulder into the second guy um, and be able to, you know, fall forward. And that's the most important thing as a running back. And I know when Coach Reynolds was there, it was, you know, the goal is to average four yards a game. And the goal also is to, to always fall forward on every run. If you can make the first guy miss, fall forward on every run, um, you'll be successful. And so I think for Squally, definitely, I, I, I don't, you know, after watching film on him, 
Um, he has a lot more to show. I definitely feel like he has a lot more to show. I think there's a lot of pressure anytime you're backing up a guy like Jamal. You feel like you have to make the most of every carry. You don't want to make any mistakes. But I think for Squally, I think he has another level that we haven't seen yet. And ultimately what he's going to have to demonstrate is that confidence to be able to just run and not care about anything else other than just playing ball. Um, you know, and if he can do that, I think him in combination with uh, they should they both can combine it and do some great things. Curtis Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation, former all-time leading rusher at BYU, was part of an 11-2 and 2006 Las Vegas Bowl champion team with the likes of John Beck and company. Curtis, you had the opportunity to watch Harvey Unga pass your all-time rushing mark, and then Harvey watched Jamal Williams just recently pass it. What's it like to watch those guys strive for that number and then pass it? You know, the, the, it's exciting. It's fun. I mean, we all are eventually going to have to, you know, pass the torch one day. Um, hopefully Ty Detmer will get to pass the torch to somebody. We'll see. Uh, you know, in regards to stats and things like that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the guys that come before us, we, we, we owe it to them to, to do them proud. And I think when we came in here, uh, when I came in here, um, Luke Staley had, had done a wonderful job of, you know, establishing the running game for the running backs. Um, and, and my goal was to, you know, kind of like you think when you go to a friend's house and you play, you know, leave it in a better condition than when you, when you got there. And, uh, I felt like Luke was a great example to me. And I felt like the, my goal was never to be like Luke Staley, but to, to be a running back that could be in the same conversation in the same paragraph with Luke Staley. And I think with Harvey, Harvey just came out and he was just all about BYU football. He was all about just the, the team and winning. He wasn't about personal stats, and I think that's when he had success. Let's wrap uh, with... You take a look at... Oh, go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Uh, go ahead and finish your thoughts, sir. No, I was going to say, and with the same thing for Jamal, I think Jamal, he just came in wanting to have fun, loving the game of ball, football, and he gained an appreciation for BYU. Um, I had thoughts to him for, for taking the year off to, to focus and get things back in order on his personal life and then coming back for his senior year. I mean... To me, he, he's probably the, the best running back that I've ever seen, um, just period. Just uh, watching him play and just so many different things. Uh, he has, he's so talented, so passionate. I mean, the dude, for he, he's, he's just a beast. Um, and I'm so proud of the success that he's had at BYU, and I wish him nothing but the best in Green Bay. I was going to ask you uh, what you think he could be capable of this year with the Packers. He seems like he's in a good situation there where he could get some uh, backup run uh, behind Ty Montgomery. No, I think for I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. You know, the, the the kid is, when it comes to running, he's mature beyond his years. I mean, he runs like he's 250 pounds and, and is just, a beast. He, he's not intimidated by anybody, regardless of your size or whatever. He, he, he feels like he can run over anybody, and, and that's one thing that it comes down to in the, at the next level is you have to have confidence. You, you're not going to be able to, to outrun. You're not going to be able to outshake everybody. So at the end of the day, you got to be confident enough that you can put your shoulder down and, and take something to somebody. Um, you know, the most important thing for him is it's a long season. It's a long season. you got 16 games plus, you know, the preseason uh, most important thing that he can focus on is just keeping his body healthy. And, and the, the crazy thing is in the NFL, you don't, you don't really see too much of the injuries and things that go on, but guys are playing through a lot. And the most important thing that he can do is just take care of his body and make sure that uh, 
he, he can hold up because he's going to get his opportunity to, to lead. And he just has to make sure that he's physically and mentally prepared for that. Curtis, it's great to talk to you and uh, reconnect talking BYU football running backs. Good luck with the trash talk with your four-year-olds and your uh, three-year-old not too far behind, man. Most definitely, most definitely, and thank you guys for having me on. You got it. Curtis Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Hey, one of the greats, man. His freshman year in 02 against Utah State when he had 217 yards. Ah, Hey, replace the Doak Walker Award winner. Good luck. 217 in the game as a freshman. That was an amazing game. Yeah, didn't BYU trail in that game 34-7 to or something? Yeah. And they came back they to came win back by one won. point. Yeah. Great game. All-time great. Up next, the not top ten plays. Lauren Franklin with Between the Lines. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it. Just make it happen. We broke down the running back position. We played meet that running back. Introduced you to all eight guys. We also talked to Curtis Brown, who was the all-time leading rusher here for a couple of years before Harvey Unga took that over, and then Jamal Williams. Some interesting conversation about who he thinks could be the leading rusher this year and what he thinks Jamal Williams is capable of with the Packers. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Undoubtedly, we all thrive in those moments as fans. The where were you when this thing happened type of moments. The Tanner Mangum Hail Marys. If you're talking BYU baseball, Colton Shaver home runs, Keaton Kringlin diving in foul territory catches, watching players like Jacob Brugman excel in the major leagues for the Oakland A's and make big plays catching balls at the wall and hitting his first major league home run. But (laughs) there are also times when we watch some of our favorite athletes do things that they wish people would very, very quickly forget. (laughs) And we won't. (laughs) but that's what makes it great. In fact, we should focus on those moments and go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Listen, we love all of our athletes, but sometimes you just have to laugh at yourself. So we did some digging, and we found some not top ten plays and had the athletes themselves describe what was going through their head when they happened. This is BYU's Not Top 10. Number 10, National Championship. Quite the scene down on the field. You'd have thought BYU has won the National Championship. You know, a lot of people think it's too early in the season. There wasn't a title on the line. Students shouldn't be down on the field. Here they come. Kafusi chases him. Fitzgerald to the end zone. Incomplete. And the Cougars win. And after they beat the Utes in September, you know what? They're going right back down on the field again. It'll be something to see. Number nine, missed it by that much. I was a little worried about Brent Anderson because he was checking out this smoking babe in row six and uh, had to make sure I had his attention. Uh, so I ground ball and get past him, but uh, <laughs> it was a rough night. Number eight, well, that was awkward. BYU does not stop in Austin, unfortunately, because the way things that BYU has gone for <laughs> BYU against Texas, it'd be nice to see them back on the schedule. They Trevor. don't want none. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Maddich, again. With the Awkward. <laughs> uh, uh. I just want to know if any of the other hosts of the show have ever had 
an awkward moment ever. Number seven, dancing in the rain. Still no score, but plenty of excitement. And another player slipping. Oh my heck! Good memories. Good memories. <laughs> totally had to do with rain. I don't really slip usually. And the second that happens, I just kind of let my guard down and I just start laughing. I can hear everybody else laughing. And then I usually give a thumbs up like, hey, like, I'm good. <laughs> Number six, bumper cars. And look at this, into the gap. And BYU fielders collide. Yikes. <laughs> Makes me excited every day I watch it. Oh, my gosh. Neither one of us called it. Yeah. We both are just like, got to catch this ball right now. It was my front side hit Brooke's, like, the back, back side. <laughs> go and talk to Brooke in the dugout, and she's like, I can't see anything from here down. And then I, like, went in the back and threw up, like, 50 times. Number five, going Scott Sterling. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, oh Durkin oh, took one snap. in the chest. No, I think that was his face. Dude. He in the nose, up, you're right. He got up pretty fast. Dude, that was like Ali coming at you. Mike Tyson, ow. Dylan Misery loves company. That's going to leave a mark. 5-3. I wonder if he can even see. Number four. Coming up a little short. Here's a good look at it. Slides. Oh, <sighs> didn't hit the bag. She just, yeah, face planted. Okay. Darn it. I thought she started her slide too late and hit the bag, and nope, she just... Maybe did look a little late. She just kind of like... Face planted. Right into the dirt. Number three, the grass monster. They are worried about that in postseason play. Stephanie Ringwood tripped up by the grass monster. <laughs> I had this, like, breakaway, and I'm, like, totally by myself, and I'm right by the entire audience, and I just ate it. They show this. Like, literally before every game. It's going to be with me forever, I think. Number two, Topsy-Turvy. Which will make it a lot easier for them to advance to nationals following regions. Shannon Hortman following Cheyenne Hills. 9-8. Yep, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hit the table, and I was like, holy, I'm high. I'm high <laughs> in the air right now. I'm flying. Then the ground, like, wasn't there. I mean, it kind of was, but I just kind of, like, kept rolling. I guess my main reaction was, like, we'll shoot. It didn't hurt, no. Maybe my pride a little bit, but other <laughs> than that, like, my body was fine. And shockingly, at number one, the play that shall not be named, hashtag fourth and no more. Linehan on the run, and that's going nowhere. Oh, my goodness. It was fourth and 19. <laughs> I looked to the sideline, and the coach was like, son, run the ball. <laughs> I took the snap. I saw the open gap, and I got tackled. That's the one yard. <laughs> I, uh, I, I missed a crucial part of the fourth and 19, which was uh, the Memorial Day on April 19th. So I feel like we should make that Johnny Linehan yeah, Day. Yeah, Johnny Linehan Day. And that's the only day we can speak about it. Other than that, we let the dust settle and then it resurrects on April 19th. Congrats to Johnny Linehan for being number one on that list. Good job, Johnny. Thanks to all the athletes for participating and also Jeremy and Spencer, who aren't athletes, but athletic. Excuse but are athletic. Make sure you join us. We'll get to that later. Make sure you, make sure you join us next week when we go.
play, we don't go anywhere, but we do play in sync with the women's soccer team. If you haven't seen our segments, go to our YouTube page and follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BOUBTL. I was so gonna, congratulations for making number eight, Spencer. I was going to give uh, just the reference to that play, a yellow card, but I'm giving you the yellow card. Because you said we aren't athletic. No, We're not BYU I said, athletes. I said you're yellow not athletes. Yellow card to Lauren. I said you're not athletes, but you are, in fact, athletic. You didn't. You hear, heard what you wanted to hear. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you don't have your mustache, is this, so. Is this payback for something? I said you were athletic. Is this the, the payback Shana, for something, Have you Lauren? played a sport that besides intramurals at BYU? Then you are not athletes, but you are no, no, no. athletic. BYU athletes. <laughs> what? Listen, you're close to a red. I'm don't. sorry. You're not even making I'm sorry. sense. Yeah. Oh, this is we We're not athletes at BYU. Oh. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Listen, athletes at BYU. Listen, Everyone was, knew what I meant. That segment was real. <laughs> not everyone. Every, you're, you I, and your crew did an amazing job with that. Shannon Hortman made me laugh so hard because she flips extra after yeah. gymnastics. Like, she's like, uh, might as well flip right here. Uh, yeah, well, Guard Young's reaction's priceless, too. Yeah. That's, as she was watching, she oh, goes, oh, look at Guard. Guard Young's like, so embarrassed. That's so bad. And then Leo Durkin's play. Yeah, I, it's so fast. I'm thinking it's in the chest, and Steve sees it correctly, you know. I totally missed the opportunity to be like Scott Sterling something. Yeah, yeah. that oh. was a Scott Sterling gone oh. wrong. Oh, perfect. the whiff on my part. Did I wish he, so did much he get a black eye? Did he have a no. black eye from that? No. Oh, okay. It was like more in his nose. Yeah. Because you could see. That's why I was like, can he even see? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, Leo, for taking a ball right in the face. Seriously. That was sweet. That was funny. There's always some good top 10. Not top 10. If yes. we had done all time, Jake Keeps, you know, 2011 versus Utah would have been. That would have been. thing we're not doing all time. Yeah, well, maybe we <laughs> maybe need to do day. that. He's hey, in the NFL the lines, now, so. Well, you can get well, your crew on that if sort, you want. Sort, sort of. of. Yeah. Lauren, thank you. Thank He's you more guys. in the NFL than we are. Take your yellow card and leave Studio B. <laughs> <laughs> That's the morning. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See ya. Up next. <laughs> Come on, our sports Your show and tell us we're not athletic. Who do you think will lead BYU <laughs> football in rushing in 2017? Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and expert on the Gem State, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU TV and BYU Radio have apps. They're free. You can access on-demand content there, including this program and others. Download them today. Has anybody tweeted you about where you would have gone to high school given your hometown? No. Where you were where you were birthed? Where, where I was birthed? Yeah. Uh, no is the answer. <laughs> What's the name of the city you were born in again? Mountain Home. Mountain Home. Yeah. Still waiting for that. Come on, social media. Come through for me. I'm not waiting for it. Where is Mountain Home? I'm telling you right now. There's going be, to high school and I There's got to be like one high school there. <laughs> it's small. Like if you're coming I-84 from Boise to Salt Lake, there ain't nothing along there, man. Except like, beautiful ma- country, right? It, it, no, I mean like. The high, it's, there's going to be one high school. Like, there's just not a lot of people. <laughs> I, I am intrigued. You could have been a star at 1A high school, whatever it is. Apparently I'm unathletic. <laughs> You're still really mad about that. No. I like it. No, I'm not mad. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Uh, no, we got a sports show here. You can't call, can't call the host unathletic. Isn't that cool, man? Sports who, show. Who will Come lead on. the BYU Cougars as an athletic running back in 2017 and have the most rushing yards? That is our Twitter question today. We both think it's Squally Canada. I can guarantee you that Squally Canada will at least hold the ball or carry the ball one time on August 26th. Hit it. Countdown to the Vikings. 39 days. Which is? Jake Aldroyd oh, Day. One kick wonder. It's on his mission in Brazil, I think. Brazil. Yes. Right. Jake Oldroyd, number 39. He had more kicks than that, but he's known for the one kick, Arizona. Yes, and we had the conversation before the show. He kicked a lengthy field goal on the road in a hostile environment the next week against the University of Utah as a true freshman. Green plates and all. We only remember that one play from that game, Spencer. The field goal from Jake Oldroyd that I'm talking about? Nope, the fake field goal with Corbin (laughs) Cavani. That was a great play that Mitchell Jurgens right? apparently didn't know BYU was running until Jake Oldroyd told him, hey, we're running the fake. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun memory. <laughs> You're just getting more and more angry. Well, now that I'm you're, thinking about the BYU-Utah game. athletic. BYU lost to Utah again. How else can we fire up Jerem Jordan? Nobody knows where his high school would have been in Mountain Home, Idaho. Brian Sweet. I'm even more disappointed <laughs> <laughs> Who will lead the BYU Cougars in rushing in 2017? Let's let's try and help Jerem feel a little bit better and go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At one bald Cairo doc. Okay, let's just get this out of the way. Oh, <sighs> Linehan. In parentheses, <laughs> red card moment. But for real, Squally, he knows how to fall forward, and that equals very few negative yards. That was what made Jamal Williams spectacular. In fact, he never lost yards. Remember the Michigan State game where Squally ran for like 10 more yards after the scrum? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was. It was awesome. It was. At BYU Fanatics, so hard to choose. Obvious choice is Canada, but Ula, Burt, Hall, Die, and even Fanua. Any one of them could produce good problem to have. Yeah. Tolatow's the big kind of, <laughs> literally, he's big, uh, question, right? Like, oh, he could be this big-time player because in high school he was legit. Wisconsin, Gary Anderson, that, like, Wisconsin wanted him as a running back. That's great. Wisconsin's history of running backs is stellar. Well, and we heard Curtis Brown, former all-time leading rusher at BYU, go high on Ula Tolutau. Coming up, the Cougar whip around. Who's the Carolina Pitcher of the Week, and deservedly so? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, Curtis Brown, and also Lauren Franken with our BYU Sports Nation Not Top Ten Plays, courtesy of the Between the Lines team. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. We've had a red card and a few yellow cards handed out today. (laughs) <laughs> it's that kind of day for me. Coming up this week, Greg <laughs> Rubel and another 10 and 10. The coaches. I'll preview the top 10 coaches BYU competes against this year on the football schedule. Are you suggesting coaches factor into the importance of college football? Uh, if your name's Jim Harbaugh, they do quite a bit. Let's yeah. whip it. Yeah. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Fred Vanna is named to the Werfel Award watch list, given to the player who best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. Now, if you're going to say Vanna, you need to say Werfel. Werfel. <laughs> How do you Werfel? Yeah. This is the third college football award watch list that Warner has been named to. The others are the 
Butkus and Bednarik. Athlon Sports, listen to this, ranked BYU as Wisconsin's fifth hardest game in the Badgers' 2017 season. Opponents Minnesota, Michigan, Northwestern, and Nebraska rank above the Cougars. Golf. I don't agree with that list. UA golfer Rhett Rasmussen qualifies for the U.S. Amateur by shooting six under par at the Alpine Country Club Monday. Patrick Fishburne, Ginger Quake, took the first alternate spot by shooting five under par. U.S. Amateur will be played in L.A. at the Riviera Country Club August 14th through the 20th. Sports. Do you agree with anything right now? That's the real question. I agree with you that I don't agree with everything. Okay. BYU student Taylor Skippy Boton competed in the Denver Regional of America Ninja Warrior and was eliminated at the ring toss stage. But he is starting to train for season 10. <laughs> Great. With hopes of making it to the wall next year. He's going to join us tomorrow. Yes. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman had a walk and a 3-2 loss to the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday. The A's face the Rays. Game 2 of the series tonight, 9 Eastern time. Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker pitched eight shutout innings for the Class A advanced Myrtle Beach Pelicans, striking out 10, gave up just two runs, improving his ERA to 2.13 in a loss. Rucker, the Carolina League pitcher of the week, he had a no-hitter going through seven innings just before that. Muy bueno. Brendan Lund went too too foul in the Inland Empire 66ers in a loss to the Modesto Nuts. Jacob Hanneman goes one for two with a walk in a one-to-nothing win for the AAA Iowa Cubs over Jacob Brugman's former team, the Nashville Sounds. They would have competed against each other, except Brugman's in the majors. Yep, he in the big show. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? I can't oh, really oh get no. It. Oh, clearly, uh, Taylor Skippy Boten. Okay. It's our Rise and Shout. Okay, I, he will I join was, us tomorrow. I wanted to give it to Curtis Brown a little bit as well for chasing four children under the age of four around. Yeah, that's wild. Triplets! That's pretty wild. That is crazy, and dealing with trash talk, no less, from some of those toddlers. Well, they learned it from the parents. Yeah, he said he was happy about that, right? <laughs> Who will lead BYU football in rushing yards in 2017? That's our Twitter question today. At Glib Guy says Squally Canada. But he'll only have around 600 yards, yes, because of running back rotation. Is that a good sign? No. 600 would be bad. In fact, six, the last decade, 601 in 2011 was the lowest for the leader in a season for BYU. Our elite tweet of the day from that Mark 3146-1096. Students in the south end zone will lead BYU in rushing when BYU beats Utah. Well, if you're Dave McCann, yeah. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Show some on-demand. Hashtag BYUSN. Is it okay to rush the field if BYU beats Utah? Conversation for yeah. another day. Yes. For Jeremiah yes, Spencer, shout-out to Rob Salazar. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You know the time. Noon Eastern. I'm going to storm this set, man.